Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. The Reds lost to the Braves on Wednesday night in Atlanta 5-4. to The loss means the Reds are swept in the three-game series and finished their six-game road trip with a 1-5 and record. Hunter Green pitched six innings of three-hit baseball with 10 strikeouts. He probably deserved a better fate. He left the game with a one-run lead, but Ian Jabot gave up the game-tying run in the seventh, and then Eddie Rosario hit a go-ahead home run off Buck Farmer in the eighth. Time to get some final thoughts on the game from Tommy Thrall and Chris Welsh. Thanks, Jed. Well, Chris, tough one tonight as the Reds come up short against the Braves yet again. And, again, this is another one of those ball games where the Reds had chances throughout the night. They even had the lead on a few occasions. But every time the Reds would take the lead, they just couldn't keep the Braves off the board. And as such, they lose another one-run game. You know, Tommy, I think everybody who looked at this Reds schedule when it came out last year realized that this first road trip is going to be a real tough one. I mean, you're going through Atlanta, you're going through Philadelphia, then you've got a host the Atlanta Braves, and then the Tampa Bay Rays. It's a tough first part of the year, and the Reds seem to be hanging with them. But, you know, they lost every game in this three-game set by one run. Already now, so far in the year, they are 1-5 and five in one-run games. The Braves, by the way, are 4-1. and one. So, really, to me, that tells me that the difference right now is the bullpens. The, the, the bullpen effort is there, but it's just not enough to win these ball games. All they're doing is keeping it close. Well, and it, it's a situation where it seems like a mistake is the difference in a game, and that was the case tonight. Eddie Rosario took advantage of a Buck Farmer mistake, and it was the difference. Well, when you're playing really good teams and championship-caliber teams, you know, that's usually what it comes down to. So, you know, you, you're trying to play them tight. You're not scoring a lot of runs. So the, the bullpen, and I don't mean to be getting on the bullpen, but I'm saying that, you know, when your team doesn't score a lot of runs, they're under the microscope more than ever before because a lot of times a good offense can bail a bullpen out. But when they're not scoring runs, every run you give up is big. So often uh, over the course of a season we'll talk about the importance of shutdown innings. Well, when you score, you got to keep the other team off the scoreboard, and a good way to do that is by getting the leadoff man. The Braves had their leadoff man on four times tonight, and all four times, well, actually had him on five times, but the four times where the Braves scored an inning, they had their leadoff man on, and that guy came home to score. Yeah, and the one that really hurts you most, at least as far as, far as I'm concerned, is the, the leadoff walk that comes around to score. Bingo. But, you know, the, the, this, is a, this is a ball club that, that believes in itself. Uh, they seem to be going in the right direction, but you come up short and you're wondering, all right, what are we missing right here? And a key hit here or there, uh, really good outing by 
Hunter Green, once he got maybe over his nerves or whatever what is the kind of kept him from pitching to his capability the first couple of innings. But, man, oh, man, once he got to the fourth inning, really the third end of the third inning, he was lights out for the next three. As it turned out, both of these teams tonight struck out 14 times. How about that? Final score, 5-4, Braves over the Reds. Get back to you. Thanks, Tommy. Highlights right after this. The Reds lost to the Braves on Wednesday night at Truist Park, 5-4. And now to the highlights. The Reds wasted no time getting on the board against Spencer Strider. Jonathan India single to begin the game. That was followed by a T.J. Friedel single. After Jake Fraley flew out, Tyler Stevenson got Cincinnati on the board. Back plate word with the 2-2 pitch. And Stevenson lines it into right field. It's down for a hit. One runs home. Here comes Friedel getting the wave around. Here comes the throw to the plate. Save! It's a two-run single for Tyler Stevenson and the Reds strike first. Hunter Green kept Atlanta off the board in the first inning, but they tied things up in the second. Green loaded the bases thanks to a single, a double, and a hit batter. He then struck out the next two batters, but then had to face Ronald Acuna Jr. The 1-2, ground ball, weakly rolled up the middle. Barrero can't get it. That's Byam and into center. Two runs are going to score. The throw comes into second base, and on a two-strike pitch, Ronald Acuna Jr., has tied this game at two. The Reds then retook the lead in the third. Jonathan India walked, T.J. Friedel singled, and Jake Fraley walked to load the bases. After Stevenson popped up, Will Myers got the run home. Yeah, Myers waits and swings, and that's a ground ball. Bobbled by Ozzie Albies at second base. He'll go to first, and he gets the out. That'll drive a run in. Myers stays out of the double play ball because of the bobble by the brave second baseman. The Reds will play to run as Jonathan India comes across on that ground ball force out. And mark it down 4-3 with an RBI. The Braves tied it up again in the bottom of the third. Austin Riley singled to begin the inning. Sean Murphy was next up, and he did this. A two-run home run, and there's a shot down the left field line. That's going to go for extra bases. All the way against the wall in left field. They're going to wave around the runner, Austin Riley. Here comes a throw by Barrero. Safe. I don't know how he got his hand in there. Luke Maley is arguing the call. After he allowed that run, Hunter Green really kicked it into gear. He retired 12 of the next 13 batters he faced and reached double digits and strikeouts against Marcel Ozuna in the sixth. Swing and a miss, struck him out. Breaking ball over the inside corner, down on strikes Ozuna. Ten punch outs for Hunter Green. That was the last pitch Green would throw on the night. Here's his pitching line. Six innings, seven hits, three runs earned, no walks, ten strikeouts, 101 pitches, 71 of those for strikes. Cincinnati retook the lead in the seventh. With one out, Luke Maley singled. Pinch hitter Stuart Fairchild then walked. Then after Jonathan India struck out, T.J. Friedel came through. Swung on by Friedel, and it's a base hit. We're going to find out if Maley scores. Here he comes roaring around third base, and he will come in. They cut off the throw from center field, and how about that left-on-left -left RBI for T.J. Friedel? Getting it done here in 2023. And that is the tie-breaking run as the Reds will push across their fourth run of the ball game. Ian Jabot took over for Hunter Green in the bottom of the seventh, and he immediately walked leadoff man Sam Hilliard. Hilliard then stole second base, and Ronald Acuna got the run home. Reds are up by one. There's a shot, and that's going to be a base hit in the right field, and that's going to score the tying run. Fraley will bring the ball into second base. Hilliard's way too fast even to muster a throw to the plate. 
And Acuna comes through again with his third hit of the night and drives in run number four for the Braves. Acuna then tried to steal second base, but Luke Maley would have none of it. And he does. There's Acuna on the slide in the second. Got him. What a throw by Luke Maley. Well, there's one thing we know about Luke Maley. He can catch and throw. He gets rid of it right now. And that was a great throw down to Jonathan India. On the Sam Hilliard stolen base, Maley made a great throw down there. That was a tremendous play. Tyler Stevenson led off the top of the eighth for Cincinnati by walking, but he was stranded right there at first base. Buck Farmer took over on the mound for Cincinnati in the bottom of the eighth. The first batter he had to deal with was left fielder Eddie Rosario. The 2-2 pitch. And Rosario swings. It's a high drive, deep right center field, way back there, and it is gone. Into the Braves' bullpen, Rosario drives it out of here. His first home run of the year, and it gives the Braves a 5-4 lead. The Reds won out in order in the ninth, and they are swept in this three-game series by the Braves. Final score, 5-4. to four. Here are the totals. Four Atlanta, five runs, nine hits, no errors, six left. Cincinnati, four runs, six hits, no errors. They stranded six. Yates, the winner, 1-0. Farmer, the loser, 0-3. Minter, save number two. One home run in the game. Rosario, number one for the Braves. Two hours, 32 minutes, 30,648 on hand at Truist Park in Atlanta. Time to hear from Red starter Hunter Green. Uh, you got stronger as the game went on. The results were much better as the game went on. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I've been working really hard the days in between, and uh, I feel like it, it came through today, so uh, very happy. They had bases loaded, no outs against you, and struck out the next two, and they couldn't get that ground ball. But did something change there? I mean, it felt like after they loaded the bases. Just got bare down. I mean, um, you know, that, that's what it's all about, dealing with adversity and being able to come out on top. And um, just, you know, it's that, that simple, uh, just being able to bear down and um, make pitches. So. And that ball that Acuna pokes through there, is there anything else you could have done with that? I and mean, it looked like it was probably no, it was 79 off the bat. Yeah. Like, just yeah. luck. Yeah. How did you feel with your slider? It seemed like, especially late, it was huge, you know, getting a lot of swings and misses. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Um, great placement, good movement with it. Um, really happy overall. Uh, obviously, a pretty good lineup and be able to get some good swing and misses. Uh, it was a huge improvement. So the slider to a Kuyu there and strike out in the fourth. Yes. Is so that one of the better ones you've ever thrown? Um, I don't know about one of the better ones. I mean, it was definitely like it was a great pitch. Yeah, I think it was 90-91. Um, the intent was great and um, got a good result from it. Thursday night, the Reds are back at Great American Ballpark as they kick off a seven-game homestand with the first of four against the Philadelphia Phillies. In game one, Nick Lodolo goes to the mound for the Reds. He's 1-0 with a 1.50 ERA. Lefty barely falter pitches for Philadelphia. He's 0-1, his ERA 2.61. We're on the air with the pregame show at 6-10. First pitch is scheduled for 640. And once again, the final score on Wednesday night, the Braves knock off the Reds 5-4. And I'm Dave Armbruster with your Reds Game Recap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.